Hello, and welcome to The Point Being, a weekly podcast from Ipsos Public Affairs. Here, we dive into the latest public opinion research as it relates to the news of the day. I'm Kate Morris, data journalist at Ipsos, and I'm joined by my colleague, Sarah Feldman. Hi. Also a data journalist at, at Ipsos, and research leads Chris Jackson. Greetings. And Mallory Newell. Hi there. So Sarah, over to you to take us through what's most current this week. Thanks, Kate. Yeah, so this week we're going to be focusing on families and parents, particularly how parents are feeling today and their reflections from the past year, how that context is influencing families' Mother's Day and summer plans, along with which parents don't want the COVID-19 vaccine. And as a special add-in, in honor of the new CDC guidance, we'll be examining how changing mass behavior is moving among the vaccinated. But to take it from the top, we're gonna we're gonna dive into how parents are feeling today and over the past year. So, so Mallory, how how have parents been doing, and how are they doing today? That's a great question, Sarah. It's it's a loaded question. Um, you know, we at Ipsos have spent a lot of time over the past year looking at how parents are faring in the pandemic, um, from their mental health. Uh, to how they're doing, juggling everything. And we know from our work over the past year that parents have had a much harder time, you know, working earlier on. And then they sort of seem to have found an equilibrium, uh, both with their jobs, with their mental health. Uh, But we've done some recent polling that looks at their mood both then and now. And, you know, a couple of things really stood out to me. First, perhaps not surprising to our listeners who are parents, parents tend to report that they're overwhelmed and burned out in larger numbers than the general public. And this is particularly true for moms. You know, honestly, um, what this polling shows is that moms have really had a hard year. That's not to say that dads have not, but um, we're seeing that women are vocalizing it more through our polls. You know, more women are saying that they're overwhelmed, burned out, stressed and worried. Uh, But at the same time, you know, perhaps there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, About half of Americans say that they are today feeling hopeful. um, And that's, you know, more among mothers, a majority of moms saying that they're feeling hopeful. So if this past year has taught us anything, it's it's really that you can certainly hold these multiple emotions at the same time, you know, feeling that it's been a hard year, but now feeling more hopeful. Um, And, you know, maybe moms are just a little more hopeful that people are going to remember that their holiday is coming up, wink, wink, and show them a little extra love on uh, pandemic Mother's Day number two. That's right. Mother's Day is coming right up this Sunday. Um, And what's the data telling us, Chris, about how Americans are planning to celebrate it? Are people planning to call their moms? Well, some certainly are. Uh, We did some polling, asked Americans how they were planning to celebrate Mother's Day, if they were planning to celebrate Mother's Day. Um, And four in five people said yes, they were planning to do something. Uh, About a quarter said that they were going to call their mom or a mother-like figure in their life. Um, Another 10%, 9% technically, uh, we're going to have some sort of video call with them. So that's about a third of Americans who are going to 
you know, have some sort of call with their moms. Um, but lots more are going to do different things. So one in five Americans plan to go out to eat. So actually have a dinner out, like a Mother's Day dinner out. Um, one in three Americans say they plan to buy some sort of gift or flowers for their mom. I've certainly done that. Um, I hope they arrive this week on time. Um, so, you know, we are seeing a lot of people saying that they're planning to celebrate Mother's Day in some form or fashion uh, with the mother or the mother-like figure in their life. Um, but I think one of the things that also jumps out with the data is a lot of it is still sort of more virtual, right? It's gifts, it's calls, it's, uh, you know, virtual meetings. It's not necessarily quite as much of the in-person stuff. Um, and I think that sort of suggests that while people are getting a little bit back to normal, they are able to celebrate Mother's Day in person, able to sort of appreciate their moms or be appreciated if they are a mom with with some in-person celebration. Um, there's also still a lot of folks who are going to, a lot of moms particularly, that are going to have to celebrate this year at a distance and hopefully by next Mother's Day, it's not pandemic Mother's Day number three, and everyone's able to sort of celebrate like they would normally do. Yeah, we can only hope for that. Um, so while it sounds like things will be a little quieter for some still this Mother's Day, uh, this summer, life might get a little bit more active. Uh, Mallory, what's, uh, what's happening for parents and families? What are they planning to do and get up to this summer? Well, in short, Kate, um, parents and families are planning to reemerge and to socialize their kids this summer. Um, we asked parents a, a series of questions of how likely they were to do various activities with their kids this summer. Um, important because children are not yet eligible to be vaccinated, right? So there's been a lot of you know, think pieces written a lot of discussion lately about like, can you take a vacation with your kids, right? Uh, and we've found that a vast majority of parents are likely to do things like take your children or your child to visit family and friends, allow your child to visit with friends indoors. Three quarters of parents said that. And then starting to kind of dip their toe back into actual activities. A majority of parents plan to um, go to a museum with their child, an amusement park, and enroll their child in youth sports or other group activities. So there's definitely this sense of like, you know, okay, we're, we're weighing the risks against the reopening that's happening and deciding to slowly allow the kids to re-enter society as well. Um, one thing that's really interesting is that Americans with children in the household are actually planning more eventful summers. So parents are more likely than non-parents or those without a child in the house to say that they're going to do things like go on an overnight trip by car, um, dine out, um, go to a shopping center or mall, go to a museum, go to a live concert even. So, you know, I think the, the desire for, for reemergence is, is strong when, when you've got little ones at home. Now, I do want to note that even though we focused 
a lot on parents and in some cases the difference between parents and non-parents, it's important to remember that there's still other factors at play here, uh, namely your level of concern about COVID itself. So those Americans who are more concerned about the virus are less likely to be planning these travel and leisure activities for the summer um, compared to those who are uh, less concerned about the coronavirus as a whole. So, you know, I think the virus is definitely still a large factor kind of looming over us in terms of what this summer is going to look like. Yeah, Mallory, that's such an important point. I mean, even as we're re-emerging and making plans for the future, we the virus still plays a big role in what those plans look like. But I want to take it back to what you said at the top about parents and vaccines. Um, and Chris, I'm wondering, do we have any data that can speak to what parents' perspectives are on getting the vaccine for themselves and for their kids? Yeah, Sarah, we actually uh, have been asking in our Axios tracking survey for a while now if people are parents and then asking, of course, they're interested in getting the vaccine. We've also asked a couple of times in recent waves about their willingness to get their kids vaccinated if and when uh, a vaccine for young people comes on the market. Um, we'll actually continue asking that question, particularly as there's new news that they'll be potentially bringing a vaccine for adolescents uh, available later this summer and, and something for younger kids probably this fall or maybe in, even this winter. Um, but one of the things we've we've noticed over the last couple of weeks, even the last couple of months, is that parents have actually been a little bit slower to take up the vaccine than Americans as a whole. While the majority of Americans, a large majority of Americans say they, uh, they plan to get vaccinated and the large majority of parents say they plan to get vaccinated, there's still about one in five Americans and about one in four parents, a little over one in four in fact, uh, who say that they're not at all likely to get the, the vaccine. And that of course sort of breaks down along a number of the dimensions we've talked about before with parents who are Republican or who live in rural areas or who have sort of lower educational attainment levels being less likely to get the vaccine, um, which, you know, mirrors sort of the patterns that we see with everybody. Uh, but, but it does sort of show that, you know, parents are a little bit slower to get the vaccine. I think that's important because uh, it also, I think, contributes to what we're seeing in our data that only half of parents right now say that they're likely to get their kids vaccinated uh, when, when the vaccines are available. So, you know, two thirds, four fifths, you know, five, uh, four fifths of Americans saying they'll get themselves vaccinated, but only half of kids right now say their parents say they're likely to get their kids vaccinated. Um, and I think that's important because when we talk about sort of beating COVID and getting past the pandemic, and we talk about reaching a vaccination level that, you know, creates some sort of herd immunity where the virus can't spread anymore. It's not just adults, it's kids too. Kids are, you know, people under the age of 18 are about a little under a third of the population, you know. So when we talk about reaching herd immunity, we have to get some number of kids vaccinated or immune to the virus uh, themselves. So if we have, you know, 20% of adults and 50% of kids not getting vaccinated, well, that actually puts us potentially at maybe 60 
65% of the population that gets vaccinated all told um, below sort of those herd immunity thresholds. And I think that's really going to be uh, important to, to sort of keep our eye on to see if these attitudes, particularly about getting vac- kids vaccinated, evolve as we sort of move forward and as the vaccine sort of you know, gets to be shown to be safe for kids. Cause you know, we saw attitudes like this before the vaccine was rolled out for adults, right? Last fall, people were much more reluctant about it, but then it's safe, you know, lots of data showing it's safe. People got to be more comfortable around it. We saw uptake uh, increase very quickly. Um, but, you know, we have to keep watching this cause kids are an important part of the equation. When we look at the whole population, uh, at least at the moment, we've still got a ways to go before we get to that herd immunity level. That's right. And in this the current status quo leaves a lot of room for the situation to evolve. Um, and one example of the changes that we're seeing on a fairly regular basis includes the recent guidance from the CDC on um, mask use among the vaccinated. Uh, Mallory, we have some interesting data on this, um, on how it's impacted behavior over the past week. What is what is it telling us? Yeah, well, a short answer, vaccinated people are listening to the CDC and taking their advice. Um, You know, for for many months at this point, we have been asking in our Axios Ipsos coronavirus index if people are wearing masks when leaving the home and and how frequently. And this week we found uh, that the number of Americans saying that they are wearing a mask at all times when leaving the house has declined. And that decline is driven primarily by the vaccinated. It's down about 10 percentage points since earlier this month. Uh, I guess we're in May now since uh, last month in April. Um, Time has no meaning in a pandemic, you know. Um, So, you know, I think that it's it's very clear that uh, the CDC's revised guidance has brought about a change in behavior for some Americans. And it'll be really interesting to continue monitoring this, right? Like the guidelines just changed. So when we go back into field this weekend, are we going to see a continued decline in mask usage? As more Americans venture out with or without kids, are we going to see a continued decline in mask usage? And I think ultimately that's going to depend on what guidance we hear, not only from national public health officials, but also local and state governments as well. And so it's definitely something that we'll continue to monitor and track over time. So stay tuned for that. Definitely. It'll be really interesting to see what the results are this Tuesday from Axios. Um, And of course, This is just a snapshot of some of the data that we have been putting out this week um, and other polls that I'd definitely recommend uh, anyone check out if you haven't already. It would be uh, ABC News uh, survey that we did on the direction of the country under Biden over the past hundred days. And of course, there's always the um, Ipsos core political tracking the major trends and approval towards Biden and the direction and main issues of the country. And then consumer confidence with uh, Forbes advisor. So all this and more can be found at ipsos.com, news and polls, and you can always follow us at Ipsos US um, on Twitter. Thanks to everyone for tuning in and please join us next week. I'm Kate Morris and you can find me on Twitter at Callison Morris. I'm Chris Jackson. You can follow me at JCB Jackson. I'm Mallory Newell at Mallory Kate. That's Kate with a C. 
And I'm Sarah Feldman, and you can find me here next week. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening, and uh, can't wait to share updates next week. Thanks, all. Thanks. Take care.